Bill O'Reilly here, Tuesday, April 20th, 2021. You are listening to the O'Reilly Update. Here's what's happening across our nation. A jury decides the fate of Derek Chauvin. Joe Biden cancels the term illegal alien. Los Angeles to offer guaranteed income to some poor people. Michigan, now the worst place in the USA for COVID. A record number of Americans speaking a foreign language at home. Also ahead, Mr. Biden, is he the most liberal president in history? We'll prove it, but first. Former Minneapolis police officer Derek Chauvin will most likely be found guilty of killing George Floyd because of the way the charge reads. Quote, second-degree murder is defined as an action that causes the death of a human being without intent to affect the death of any person, while intentionally inflicting or attempting to inflict bodily harm upon the victim when the perpetrator is restrained. The jury has to understand the wording because it is clear, and so is this case. So we believe Mr. Chauvin will be convicted of second-degree murder. The White House instructing ICE and border agents to stop using the words illegal alien when discussing immigration. Instead, authorities will use the term non-citizen migrant. The president telling reporters that new guidelines will safeguard the, quote, dignity and well-being of all families and communities, which is absolute nonsense. This is yet another politically correct move by President Biden. The Los Angeles City Council unveiling a plan to give a guaranteed income to residents living below the poverty line. The $24 million trial starts next year, sending direct payments of $1,000 every month to thousands of families. It's not much money per family, but no one, no one will monitor how it is used. Michigan remains the national leader in cases of COVID, averaging 9,000 new infections every day. Governor Whitmer blaming the outbreak on Florida, saying, quote, this is the time of year that snowbirds come home from Florida. Okay. New data from the Center for Immigration Studies says more than 67 million people in the USA are now speaking a foreign language at home. In a moment. Is Joe Biden the most liberal president ever? Why, yes, he is. Right back. Hey, guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, this podcast is not for you. But if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. Time now for the O'Reilly Update message of the day. It is my opinion that President Biden is the most liberal president ever. FDR would be second. 
let's look at some of Mr. Biden's appointments to back up my belief. First, Linda Thomas-Greenfield. She is the new ambassador to the United Nations, a post held by Nikki Haley under President Trump. Here's a quote from Ms. Greenfield on race. I have seen for myself how the original sin of slavery weaved white supremacy into our founding documents and principles. We have to acknowledge that we are an imperfect union and have been since the beginning. And every day we strive to make ourselves more perfect and more just. Well, I don't believe that this country is founded on white supremacy. Do you? And that is an extreme point of view. So, according to the U.S. Ambassador to the United Nations, this whole country is flawed. How about Mr. Biden's selection for Assistant Attorney General, a woman named Kristen Clark, who has been very radical in the past? She has not been confirmed yet. Here's what she said in 2020, quote, we are witnessing a unified movement against the violent manifestations of systemic racism that pervades every aspect of our lives, especially when it comes to policing and the operation of the criminal justice of our country. Black communities and their allies are saying enough is enough. Police violence and racism are twin evils that have harmed black people for far too long. Racism is not a thing of the past. It was not solved 50 years ago. We are a nation in crisis and racism underlying this crisis must be addressed today or more black bodies will face the fatal consequences. Again, this is extremist stuff that the entire justice system is racist and corrupt, that everything we do is shadowed by racism. That's not true in my life. How about yours? Again, another high-ranking official nominated by President Biden trashing her country. Now, this whole thing is unacceptable to me as an American citizen, not as a journalist. Let's do one more. Secretary of Health and Human Services, Javier Becerra. He's sued Catholic nuns while Attorney General of California. And what did the nuns do? They objected to Catholic hospitals providing abortion pills. Becerra sued them. And then he refused to obey federal immigration law and filed 100 lawsuits himself against the Trump administration. Becerra is a far-left radical who now holds a cabinet position. Joe Biden should be ashamed of himself, but I don't even think he understands who these people are. But I do. They are radical leftists. And Mr. Biden is the most liberal president in history. I'm Bill O'Reilly. I approve the message by writing it. For more honest news analysis, please go to BillOReilly.com. In a moment, something you might not know. Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its free fall and lose its coveted role as the world 
reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Now the O'Reilly Update brings you something you might not know. On this day in 1871, President Ulysses Grant signed a series of laws allowing the federal government to crack down on a rising threat, the Ku Klux Klan. Following the Civil War, the ratification of the 13th, 14th, and 15th Amendments sought to protect former slaves and forbade individual states from disenfranchising Americans based on skin color. The movement to block black people from voting then went underground. Founded in 1865 by a group of Confederate vets, the KKK rapidly grew from a secret fraternity to a paramilitary force bent on reversing the federal government's policy of Reconstruction. Local chapters were formed throughout the country, especially in the South. Members terrorized, often killed anyone promoting equal rights. To stop the mayhem, Congress passed the Third Force Act, and President Grant signed the law allowing the U.S. Army to combat the Klan and any other group trying to deny voters' rights. The president was even granted the power to suspend habeas corpus in the effort and indefinitely detain those accused of perpetrating violence. Within days, nine counties in South Carolina were placed under martial law. Thousands were arrested. In 1882, the U.S. Supreme Court unanimously ruled it was unconstitutional for the federal government to use military force to enforce local election laws. Now, that decision directly led to Jim Crow and other schemes that denied black Americans voting rights. Without federal intervention, the Klan rose up again and was active until the 1960s. And here's something else you might not know. 150 years later, the KKK remains alive in America. According to the Anti-Defamation League, there are 42 different chapters in 22 states, membership estimated at 8,000 fanatics. The state with the highest number of self-identified Klan members remains the same as the day President Grant signed the law that federal troops would take down the Klan. It's Mississippi. Back after this. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Thank you for listening to the O'Reilly Update. I am Bill O'Reilly. No spin, just facts, and always looking out for you.